You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Big welcome to you. Today, we got a great episode, and today's episode is sponsored by the one, the only, FlexBelt. FlexBelt.com slash Trip. Get 25% off on your FlexBelt, the EMS machine that is cleared by the FDA that you can put around your abs, and it tightens and tones and furbs your abdomen and oblique muscles. So go check that out at flexbelt.com trip. Get yours for 25% off and learn more about how it can really help sculpt your abdomen. Now, today, we are going to be talking with Andrew Faribi from the Knowledge for Men podcast at knowledgeformen.com. This guy is amazing. Uh, I was on his podcast uh, well, a few weeks ago, uh, but it's not going to be released until uh, a couple weeks from now that you're hearing this. And if you're hearing this a year later, well, it's already out there. So we talked about some great stuff in terms of attraction and dating on that episode. And on this episode, we dive into some really cool stuff. He shares his journey on how he gets started on meeting women, getting better with women, because on his Knowledge for Men podcast, he also talks about dating relationships, but he also talks about personal development. So he kind of goes across the board in terms of advice for guys. So he went through his own journey. He shares it. And there's a lot of really cool tips in there for you if you want to get started with cold approaching women. Cold approaching meaning going out and just speaking to any woman that you find attractive and trying to get a date or starting any kind of relationship with somebody. So he shares some amazing information there. We're going to get to that in just a second. Again, that's Andrew Freebie from knowledgeformen.com and his podcast also called Knowledge for Men. Now, if you want to learn more about how to get better with women, then I have a free gift for you. This is only for my podcast listeners. That's tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. And on this gift, you're going to receive a video of one of my students doing an approach, and I break it down for you. That's right. I break it down and show you exactly what he's doing right and what he's doing wrong. So you can learn exactly how to talk to girls, how to approach, and you see how to touch them. I mean, I break it down the whole process for you. So check it out, tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. And of course, if you ever have a question, you can call in 323-432-0025 and leave a voicemail on the How to Talk to Girls hotline. I can answer it right here on the podcast. If you have a question and you don't want to leave a voicemail, you just feel like writing it out, go ahead and email me, trip at tripadvice.com, subject line, podcast question, and we will answer it right here on the podcast. All right? All right. Those are the announcements for today's episode. Now, here is Andrew Freebie from Knowledge for Men. Hey, Andrew, what's going on, man? Good to have you. It's good to be here, Chip. Good to be here. Yeah, so excited. Actually, Andrew and I have an interview on his podcast, Knowledge for Men, where he 
he talked to me and that's coming out in a couple of months. And uh, I said, Andrew, man, you got to come on here. You got such a really good podcast that was like, guys love to listen to this stuff and it covers so many different topics in terms of, I mean, I know you talk about dating, uh, you talk about personal development. What else do you talk on, on your podcast about? And we talk about life. We talk about life in general, man. Just just really how to live a great life as a man and really just rise above mediocrity. So let's talk about that. I mean, there's got to be some sort of reason why you started this podcast, why you were, you know, Right. Just really into this information. I'm sure it just didn't happen out of nowhere. Like, you're oh, bored. I'll start a podcast. I'm sure something happened to you or something or you have a story that got you into teaching this and wanting to interview people and start a podcast like this. So share your story. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, I'll keep it brief. I'll keep it brief. So, you know, I, I graduated college, did everything right, was kind of a star student, super involved in organizations it was time to graduate and I was like, all right, here we go. You know, life's about to get good. Life's about to start. And I found myself a couple of weeks later in a corporate job. I was managing, uh, it was, it was a, like a $65 million retail store, uh, big company. And I was managing like over a hundred people. And I found myself in this position and it was great. You know, I was getting that normal paycheck. I was happy that I was finally making money because I was so used to eating PB and J's in college. Then finally, after about six months, I really just realized that I really dreaded going to work. I really hated getting up in the morning. I used to purposely drive 45 miles an hour on the freeway because I wanted to prolong my commute to work. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. And wow. What made you hate it so much? It, man, it was just so against my values. It was so against who I was. And I really felt like I was selling my soul for a paycheck. I... I I was trying to make the most of it. You know, of course, there's so much to learn when you first get started with leadership, with managing teams. But after a while, you outgrow that. You get what you got. And and that's it's like you've outgrown the job and you look at future positions and you're like, wow, this is a hole. I'm inside of a cage right now and I keep getting raises and everyone's making good money. But it's against who I was. Interesting. Would you mind sharing what it is you were doing too, like what the job was or? I was managing a store. So it was, you know, 100 employees, major retailer. And, it you know, on paper, it looks great. Like, you know, you might be listening to this going like, wow, that sounds great. You know, good job, good benefits. But at my core, I just felt trapped. I felt like I wasn't really able to do what I wanted to do. And I felt like I was trapped inside of some sort of corporate juggernaut. So I wanted to be more free and I was at my heart an entrepreneur and you know, I was in the entrepreneur society when I was in college, I was reading all these books for our work week, Steve jobs, all this stuff online, following all these bloggers. And I was, I just felt like I was missing out on life. I felt like I was being held back when I was working 10 hours a day, just inside of this store, uh, just day in, day out, you know, just work, sleep, work, sleep. And that was pretty much the life that I had. Did you have any time for any dates in between all that work and sleep or what? At the time I had a girlfriend. So during that time period, uh, things were starting to really go bad uh, because I felt like I was 
not really being myself anymore. I was just working and grinding. I'd see her, I'd be upset. It was it was like my first real job. And she that was my first real, real relationship out of, out of college. And that relationship ended up ending about a year after, you know, college and, and having that job. And that took its toll. And then I found myself in a position where I was single and I was outside of school for the first time. Uh, you know, dating in high school, dating in college, it had always been, you know, there's just a lot of women your age who are, who are single and who have the same type of work schedule as you and who also live within just less than a mile away from you. So it's like the perfect environment for dating. And then I found myself in a position where I eventually quit that job and started working on this thing called knowledge for men, which is what I do now. It's a blog, it's a podcast, YouTube channel. It's great. And I found myself in a position like, whoa, what's going on here? How do I, how do I meet girls now? What's, what's going on? I've, I'd always just gone to class. There was girls in my class. I was in a fraternity. There was a lot of girls in the sororities. It was just so easy. You just have to kind of just be there. And by being there and just being a confident, fun kind of guy, like women, not all women, but women will, there will be a small percentage of women attracted to, the, to you. You said that that was like that in college? Yes. Yeah, I remember that too. It's really funny. Like in college... You just had to just be there, you know, yeah. and it, it would be, I'm not saying it was easy, but relatively easy compared to being outside of college, right? which I'm guessing that's kind of where you're headed with this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'll let, I'll let you continue. Yeah. In college, you know, money's no object. Everyone's pretty much broke. You know, it's okay just to, you know, watch Netflix and just, you know, be at your house. Like you didn't have to really get too creative with your dates. There's always college parties. There's always things happening. Um, things, people doing things together. But after college, you find yourself in a position where now you have to go out and meet women who have no sort of connection, no sort of, it's, it is just straight up cold approaching women who you have no experience with, no background. There's no acquaintances. There's no mutual friends. There's no mutual event. And that was how I got started with diving into cold approaching women. It was, it was either stay single or, you know, try to do this online dating thing or push myself and start going out on my own into, you know, unknown territories and try and trying to meet women. Yeah, I think you and I have a very similar background because it was the same exact thing for me in college. It was kind of handed to you. Uh, and then when you get out of college, it's just not like you're just it's you and this big freaking world. And yeah, no one's going to do it for you. You know what no I mean? No one's going like, to do it for you. It, you're, you're all on your own. So what happened with you? Yeah, yeah. And and by any means in college, it wasn't like, I'm not saying I just had girls left and right, just like, just so easy. Of course, there is, the, you know, they're still challenging, but it, it, the, the idea is that it was just relatively easy because the logistics are just so much, all the girls are there. It's like, yeah. it's actually, you don't realize how great it was until you get out and you're like, wow. Because uh, when you go out, you know, there's, there's women of all ages, you know, there's, it's not women in the same bracket who have the same type of, you know, same type of lifestyle where they're in school, they might have a part-time job. They're basically available on the weekends and it's, and relationships can really, if the logistics are there, they, they can really form almost because of the logistics are so well, uh, comparing maybe you go out to a bar or another venue or a club, you know, the age bracket of women is all across, uh, they don't, they might be traveling. They might be tourists. They might not even live in your town. So you're talking to all these girls, and you you have no idea if their logistics are actually 
in your favor in, in a way of building a relationship with this person. Yeah. And you, you're probably going to have no mutual fa- friends with this, with these women that you're meeting when you go out. So it, it's a whole new realm of a whole new pool of women. Well, I mean, that's why I have this podcast called how to talk to girls. Cause all of a sudden you're like, I have nothing to reference, right? It's just me and this girl with nothing in common yet. And yes, you have to start yes. a conversation. That's, that's a key word yet. Exactly. That's where, you know, exactly. that's, if you didn't say yet, then it's like, you kind of limit yourself to what you can create with this person, but yet is actually the key word. There's a Ted talk called the power of yet. Oh really? Car- yeah. Yeah. By Carol Dweck. Oh wow. And okay. It's this huge dip mindset shift in the way that you think. Uh, there's two types of thinking that she's a Harvard and Stanford uh, psychologist, basically, had, you know, best selling books on psychology. And she says that there's two types of thinking. There's the growth mindset and then there's the fixed mindset. And the fixed mindset basically is limited in his thinking. He doesn't think that it can get he can do it because he doesn't know how he doesn't think there's other further opportunity. And so he's basically limited in life. Uh, the growth mindset, he will constantly say he doesn't know how to do it yet which means and alludes to the fact that he's willing to learn, fail, and try again. And people who have the growth mindset uh, make more money, are more successful, are happier, and she proves this in her books. So this applies directly with, you know, talking to girls. <laughs> you might not know her. You might not have anything to say yet. You might not know have a connection yet. You might not be able to get her phone number yet. So I think uh, having that in mind is, is, a, is a, it's a really good book and it's a great way to think uh, proactively and positively when you're going out and interacting with complete strangers. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll put, the, uh, put that book in the description. And so if you're listening now and you're just kind of chilling, don't feel like taking notes, check it out in the description. I'll put that book in there. Uh, let me ask you though, Andrew, you said this thing, this is really cool, this idea of a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, which is really just applicable in, in all situations, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Now, when did you when did you get that growth mindset? When, when were you like, or maybe you've always had it? I don't really know, but tell me your experience with that. I'll, I'll, I'll relate it to women because I've had the growth mindset in like sports, athletics. I've always been able to think, hey, like I don't know how to do it yet. I'm just going to keep working at it and slowly but surely I'll get there. But with women... You know, I didn't necessarily have that <laughs> um, with business. I've had that. But with women, like, let me just share with you after after I quit my job and I found myself single and it was like the first time I really had and I moved north of I moved I moved away from the college. So I, I really felt disconnected from that whole life that I had previously. I found myself in a position where I literally didn't have any female interactions with women. I had been in a relationship for so long. So I pretty much you know cut off all these other uh, types of friends with women that I had. And I, I ended up just saying to myself, you know what? I'm just going to go all in. Like, like there's no point in me just kind of dabbing into this, like reading about it. And then maybe like looking at a girl one day and talking to her and then like coming back to that later. I just said, I'm going to go all in. And so I was like, you know what? 30 days, I'm going to talk to one girl a day. And then I was like, that's too easy. Like that's easy. I can do that. I, I don't, I don't even think that's a challenge. That's, that's just going to be me get, you know, getting in my car and driving out there. So I was like 10 girls a day. Like that scared me. Like that was kind of, whoa, 
like that kind of like lit, you know, you know, that feeling in your stomach. You're like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know if I could do it. Oh, yeah. Very familiar with that one. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> so sure. I said 10 girls a day and that's what I did. And so literally the very next day I just started. I literally was like, okay, I woke up, had this fire. I was like, all right, like, what am I going to do? Um, all right, cool. So let's go to the mall. And so mm-hmm. I drove out to the mall. I, it took me so long to, to talk to the first girl. Like I, I felt like such a creeper because I had never had to do anything like this before where I was specifically going out with the intention of just meeting girls that I've never met before in my life and had no reference, uh, no mutual friends, girl, interrupting girls, going about their day and just trying to have a conversation. And so the goal was to try and stay in a conversation for at least one minute. It's a good goal. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And that, so that makes it a lot more than just 10 girls. You have to really I, talk. I, I just want to point something out really quickly. I, sorry, I have to interrupt you, but what you're doing here and what I want you who's listening to understand from this is how specific these goals are. You know, it's like one minute, uh, one girl a day, uh, 10 approaches per day. That is so important in terms of growing really anywhere, but we're talking about meeting women, right? So even it's even applicable to dating and it's about quantifying and creating goals so you can actually reach them. And that's what you did. That's what it sounds like you did. And that doesn't shock me that you've seen success in this area because you're doing it like this. And I just want to point out how important that is, but continue. Got it. Got it. I think that's huge. Yeah. I, so that first day was just, it literally took me all day to talk to, to get 10 girls. Like it took me the entire day from like 10 AM all the way till 9 PM. Like that's not how long it should take. I'm not suggesting that's the right amount of time, but that's just how long it took me. Cause I was so scared. I was, I was letting girls pass me by. I would be kind of like chasing the girl and then, and then all of a sudden they would like meet with a guy and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like so scared. And, uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it was actually really funny looking back at it. So that first day was ridiculous. And I started sharing with some friends like, Hey, I did this. It was crazy. Ended up, to, I got no girls numbers and I really didn't have any positive reactions from any of the girls, but I was able to talk to 10 girls and hold a conversation for at least a minute. And so that was fine and nothing happened out of it, but I was really scared. And so the one thing that really helped me kind of, I, I don't know if I could have done this without having a friend. I ended up having a friend who like who heard about what I was doing and he was like, hey, I, I've actually been doing something like this for the last month. He's like, I've been kind of going out and just and just working on my social skills. Um, I'm probably, I'm, you know, I'm not much better than you, but I've just been doing it a little bit longer. We should go out. And I was like, yes, like, absolutely. And honestly, having another person to go out with just made it fun. It literally just made it fun. And that was the that was the game changer, because before it was very scary. I was like scared. I felt like I was like doing something wrong. I felt creepy. I felt like just, it wasn't right when I was doing it alone. And so by having someone, it, it made it fun. It made me, it held me accountable. He's like, go, just go. And like having someone to push you, we'd kind of make bets. We'd, we play little games like, Hey, if you know, if you don't talk to a girl in the next 10 minutes, you're buying me lunch, just like fun games where I was like, Oh crap, I better do it. And just started having fun with it. And we ended up completing that 30 day challenge. And so that's 300 girls in 30 days. I ended up getting a ton of dates. I ended up dating multiple women by the end of that. Uh, a couple girls were really cute and things just, uh, just started carrying forward, like from that interactions. 
me and my, my other friends. Do, do you talk to any of those girls to this day? Like even one of them, like any of them, like you still have any kind of contact with? I'm just curious. Yeah, not in a relationship way though. There's no, been, no, but just like in general. Yeah, yes. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's There's hilarious. definitely like on Instagram, Facebook, like we we chat as if we are friends. And that, that was a couple of years ago, you guys. So like wow. still in contact with some of these girls and they've some of them have introduced me to their friends. Um, I bumped into them before out and about and it's always just been like, oh, cool. Like, and it was never like, oh, this is that guy that randomly approached me at this, you know, out of, outside of a Starbucks. Like it was never like that. It was always just like, well, oh, forgot. hey, it's Andrew. Yeah, they probably forgot. Like I, I know so many people who I've met. I'm like, wait, how did we meet again? Like you don't even remember, you know what I mean? Time passes. It's like time passes. Girls time don't, passes. no one's really paying attention to that. They just remember how cool you are. That's it. I, I was coming from the frame that I, like I mentioned that I was interrupting the girl's day, but I later realized after that 30 day challenge and having continued to work on this area and continuously develop and grow and, and, and coach and help other guys in this area is that it, you're, you're not interrupting the girl. In fact, like if you're going about your day, let's say you're at the mall buying some jeans and you walk out of the store and this attractive girl is standing there looking at you and she kind of gives you the signal like, hey, like, what are you about? And you go and talk to her like, is that interrupting your day? Like an attractive, fun girl talking to you, kind of giving you uh, an eye and then kind of like. Getting, I'm not saying that's how I talk to girls, but that's probably what a girl would do. She'd give you some sort of eyes, all I'm saying. And that's not an interruption. Like if, if an attractive girl wants to talk to you and you talk to her, like that's not an interruption of your day. So like flip that script and realize that if you present yourself in a way authentically, which is a key component of like my whole thing on attraction and you're just fun, non-needy, just kind of in the moment, and just seeing what she's about, not being too pushy, but mainly just fun and not needy. Usually just kind of gets that done. And she's laughing. She's having fun. Like that's not interrupting her day. In fact, she's actually happy that you did that. I find that the day, I was doing all this during the day, by the way. And I find that these kind of day approaches are very, in a way, romantic. Uh, a girl is, she's going to go home and tell her friends like, oh my gosh, I met this really cute guy, this funny guy, you know, I, and they'd be like, did you give him your number? And she'd be like, yeah, I did. And we're texting. And like, that just sounds like that's kind of on a trajectory of something's going to happen. Something could happen there versus yeah, I met this guy at this club. He was, he just came up behind me and he was just grinding on me and he, and he just bought me some drinks. We got drunk and then we had a pizza. Like that's not really a romantic type of setting. So yeah, I just, yeah. right. So I found that just these day approaches, you're not interrupting girls at all. You're actually adding value to their lives because you bring value to them as if you saw a girl and she was on her phone and she was about to walk into the street. Like maybe she didn't see that the stoplight had stopped and she continued walking and you, and you were just standing there watching that. It's like immediately you'd be like, Oh, boom. Look, Hey, you would just like grab her. Like, hey, it's red. And then she would stop and you wouldn't hesitate to talk, you wouldn't be like, oh, I might interrupt her day. No, you're going to add value to her life because you're going to save her life. So that's kind of the frame that I have as if like, as if she's about to walk into the street and get hit by a car and I'm going to save her because I'm going to bring her value. I'm going to bring her fun. I'm going to bring her my presence, my authentic self. And I know that I know what I bring to the table and I know that it's a good product for her to want to want to want to be around. So that mindset shift was huge for me. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Too. You got to think about this as well. You're talking about interrupting, right? It's like 
Women, what, what, what do women want, right? I, let's just talk about women for a second. Women want to find a, a good job, right? A stable career for the most part, right? They need a way of making money, right? Okay, right. that's one thing. They want to find a mate. They want to find someone to settle down with, whoever that might be. Or if not, at the least, they want someone to have sex with because we're all sexual creatures, right? And I would say those are probably the top two things that like people really want, right? We need security. We need the job, the money, whatever it is, the passion, the life purpose, whatever you want to call it. And we want someone. We want somebody. So it's beyond even the fact of interrupting. It's like she is looking for a man. Now, again, we're assuming that this woman's single. But if she's single, she wants a man. And you're just giving her that option. It's like you're not wasting her time. You're giving her that opportunity, right? Right. Absolutely. If you present yourself in that way, and if you come off creepy, if you come off scared, if you come off timid, then she's not saying like, oh my gosh, like you're interrupting me, like get away from me. She's really just saying like, hey, like you're presenting yourself in a way that's not a man, like you're not someone that I want in my life. And so I'm going to continue walking. It's, It's not you as a person, but it's the way that you presented yourself in that moment that gave her the clues that she needed to be like, okay, I need to protect myself here. I don't feel safe. I don't trust this guy. I need to continue on with my day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So continue on. So so now you're at this point where you started doing all these approaches. You got numbers. Things are going well. And then did it just take off after that? It pretty much just took off after that. I dove, I dove all in. Like I was only going to do it for 30 days. Like I was already dating. Uh, there was three girls that came out of that that were actually solid girls. I was going out with dates with these girls, ended up kind of getting into a relationship with one of them. It ended up kind of, you know, fiddling, fizzling out uh, months later. But what I learned from that experience was that, yes, you can go out and you can build relationships with women that you don't know. And, it, and it's it, they're absolutely some of these women want you to do it. I've had some really fun, really. I've had just instant dates. I've had really cool interactions because obviously it was I was doing it so much at that time. So it just was it became a part of me. I, I wanted to stop. And then I was like, this is so fun that like, why was I not doing this all along? I was like, I could have really done a lot better in college. I started thinking about my past. I was like, man, I just missed out on so many opportunities because I was waiting for them to be handed to me instead of going after the opportunity itself. Instead of, you know, I was thinking like, oh, the world needs to, you know, like present the opportunity in front of me instead of like just creating the opportunity and making the opportunity happen for myself. So I I was like, man, let's see how far this can go. And so I, I dove all in and I pretty much, I wasn't doing talking to 10 girls a day because you know, it was taking up a lot of time, but I continued just whenever I went out, uh, I, I ensured that I went out, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, there was even a period where I was going out, uh, almost, almost every day, uh, just, just for like an hour, two hours. Like oftentimes people are like, Oh, you're getting drunk and doing drugs. It's like, no, I was actually doing most of this sober. Uh, if I, if in the rare occasion I found myself, with a girl and she wanted a drink and it was like, okay, cool. Like let's have a few drinks here. But every time that I'm going out, I'm mainly doing this sober, which is the key. Uh, you, you want to learn how to do this. You don't want to, you don't want to hide the, the pain or hide the fear with alcohol. You want to actually learn the skill so that you can do it whenever you want. And so I just continued this path for at least uh, almost a year and a half to two years and just had a pretty wild time, you know, traveling, I'm in San Diego now, so I would go out in Los Angeles. I'd go to Las Vegas. I'd go to San Diego. Obviously, go out everywhere in San Diego. 
And I, I have no doubt in my mind that if there are girls out there, like I can go talk to them. I, it's, I'm not thinking like, oh, I have no doubt in my mind that I can, you know, one of them is coming home with me tonight. No, I just have no doubt in my mind that if I see a girl that I'm interested in, that I can just go talk to her and I can potentially get her phone number. I can follow up with her. I can get the first date. I can continue moving in that direction and see if it works. And, that, and that's a feeling that I think every man should really work for to be able to just go out and know that you can go and talk to a girl and it's not this big deal and that you can go and get phone numbers. You can go and get yourself some dates like you can go to a city by yourself and you can meet women and build a social life on your own. It's powerful. It's a very powerful skill. It's, it's the power of self-reliance. You, you don't need other people. You don't need and you don't need to have these external things to help you like you as a sober man can go out to Los Angeles or San Francisco or New York. You can go out on the street and just talk to girls in coffee shops. You can get phone numbers and you can have a date for that same night. Exactly. And then it's funny, too, because even more powerful, you can even still use things like Tinder or any other app, and then you're even like double powerful. So now it's like, oh yeah, whole, whole nother whole nother uh, game there. But well, yeah, I would, rec- whole, I would recommend getting it down in person, a hundred percent, exactly, and, and then using Tinder or Match.com. Those are all great resources. I've used those as kind of like icing on the cake, or even a backup per, per se. Because the thing is, is you're not going to be able. You're, let's put it this way: you're going to be so much better at communicating, flirting, uh, connecting with people in general, if you know how to do it off the cuff, you know, cold approach, um, you know, out of nowhere, if you get that down, that's the hardest. Everything after that is so simple. Tinder is like a joke after that. You're just like, oh, easy. You know what I mean? You meet a girl, you start texting, you, you know, get her on a date and you, you kind of know what to do because you've already been on so many dates because you met so many women because you're used to being with them in person. So it's like once you get this down, exactly what you're saying, Andrew, I totally agree. Once you get this first part down, it's the rest is history. It's all easy from there, you know? Yeah. I really think just like knowing that it's possible, uh, I... I work with some guys and also there's a lot of guys that email me um, and then also just guys that I meet or old friends in San Diego who don't who haven't done this path. They really don't think it's possible. They, they will first there's all sorts of like personal development, all kinds of stuff that happens to guys. And it's like, hey, like, go go talk to this girl. And they're like, what? Like, no, like all these symptoms in men come out all these signs of insecurity, all these signs of fear, all these signs of like, hey, I can't do that. And then immediately looking at me and saying, oh, it's because you're like this entrepreneur. Oh, oh, it's because you're you're tall and you work out and like all these excuses start coming out. And all of that's bullshit. I've, I've seen it broken time and time again where guys, you know, he's five, five, he's short, he's skinny. He's he's I guess you could say ginger. He has all these things that society would deem as not uh, an attractive man with beautiful women or or what have you, or race, or a guy who's Indian who's trying to get, a, you know, an attractive blonde. All this stuff, like, it's all in your, it's all in the head. It's all a story that was created by yourself, and you search for those answers to support yourself so that you don't have to do what's scary and overcome your fears. And so, I, I think, like, 
through experience, you can break those down through practice and action. You can get the experience to really debunk those myths for yourself. Cause even listening to me, you're probably like, ah, oh, bullshit. Like I don't believe this guy. You got to really see it and experience this for yourself, but you need to get to the point and the realization that this is possible. Like being able to go talk to girls, get phone numbers, get dates and build relationships. Like whatever you want. Like I'm not the type of guy who's like, Oh, only date, you know, multiple women and have a lot of sex. Like I'm all for, uh, finding an awesome girl that you want to get into a relationship with. But first I think you should date multiple girls and really taste all the flavors to make sure that you really know what you want. Yeah, exactly. Cause when you know what you want, Oh man, when it comes to relationships, it's going to be so much easier for you. You know, so a lot of guys will get into a relationship. They might not know what they want, or on the other hand, they might settle and then it falls apart. And then you're like, oh man, like I thought that was like the one or whatever happens. And, and if you had spent that time, uh, sowing your oats, so to speak, or experiencing more women and dating women and going through maybe these smaller type of dating scenarios or relationships, you really learn exactly who you are and what you want. And it just saves you just so much time and energy in the future. It's, it's and money, crazy. And money. <laughs> and money. And money. So no, it's like, really important. Right. Um, get, that, get into that now before it's too late. Absolutely. That, that's huge. That is huge. That, this kind of leads me into like this. I call it like authentic attraction, which is like after you kind of do this, you develop this skill of, really building it up to where you can just cold approach women, you can meet them, you can get their phone number, you can date them and slowly start going into that direction of a relationship. It's an awesome skill to have. Uh, one major thing that, that it will change in your mind is just the feeling of abundance where yep. you, you don't feel like the women within your social circle or the women at your work are the only options. Cause I think a lot, I, I was that way when I was in college and I really felt like, oh, the, there's only like, you know, a pool of 50 women that I know that, I, you know, oh, and this, you know, like half of them are taken and then the other half don't even like me. And then so really there's like five girls, you know, in the world that are available to me um, and, and they might be attractive. They might be cool women, but you, you really got to think and say at a, at a community level, like in your city, like there, there are thousands of women that you could potentially be with. Like you have not met them all. You have not you have not seen them all. Um, and then even to think at a larger scale, it's like you can travel, like you can go to New York, like you can go to Florida, you can go to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. And it's like, whoa, like there's actually millions of women that you might actually like and that you might actually kick it off with. And to know and have the skill like, hey, I can actually meet these women, get their phone number and date them. That means like I'm a man of abundance. Like I I'm not limited to th this small pool of women, or let's say if you're in a relationship, like I'm not limited to this one girl. Like I can actually work on this skill and then open myself up to the entire world. Right. Exactly. And you know that, you know what, if the relationship or something doesn't work out, you still have the capabilities to find another woman. And a lot of guys will be scared to lose a woman because they don't have those capabilities and they, they kind of cling on to that one woman. Right. So that's a, that's yeah, a big that, thing that neediness, too. that neediness is like the biggest sign. I, I think it, or I don't think I know that if you start, you know, sharing some of these words with women, like their face actually starts to give that disgusted look. 
like that ill like they really start getting disgusted like if you're like okay man a strong courageous grounded on per he's he's always very purposeful he's funny he's witty it's like wow like women kind of start like you can see their face like oh like they kind of get interested in just hearing the words because it makes them feel very it kind of puts them in a feminine state but when you say these words needy clingy weak just yeah, like it's jealous bad. it's bad like you could actually watch in a girl's face and she'll actually start to show signs of disgust mm-hmm. and so it, that tells you something right there when you actually say these words like and it's not just one women or or oh women in san diego you know in the southern you know western hemisphere they, they don't like it when you hear these words it's women all around the world it's it's a it's a biological thing that is happening to women when you say these weak ass words or when you actually worst are those words right exactly exactly so let's do this i want to wrap up here and i want to hear something because you're giving some really good information here from your own experience which i think is invaluable and that's what i'm trying to do here as well as talk about a lot of my experiences so people can learn from them which we're you know we've just done with you andrew so now i want to ask you one more question You've done a lot of interviews on your podcast, Knowledge for Men. And by the way, check that out, guys. I know I told you about it in the beginning, but if you forgot, Knowledge for Men is Andrew's podcast and it's incredible. You've been doing it for how long now? Oh, man. It's it's uh, <laughs> a year and a half with the podcast. Jeez. Uh, June 1st actually will be the two-year anniversary of uh, – that, that was the first day. My last day of work was May 30th. And then June 1st was the first day when I was like, I woke up and I didn't have a job. And I was like, all right, let's do this. (laughs) Wow, amazing. So you've done so many different interviews and a lot of different episodes. If you had to say, what do you think is like one of the biggest things in terms of dating and attraction that you've learned that's like, or I should say, let me rephrase this, something that you've seen across the board that almost Either every single person has kind of said as in a tip of a tip or advice or a common theme that you've seen, like with the one big thing that you've seen a lot of the dating experts in terms of of advice say on your podcast. Do you, do you know what that might be or something that sticks out to you? I kind of want to like sum that up so guys can get an idea and just, you know, walk away with a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the question comes around a lot when I, you know, on these podcasts and, um, you know, it's hard to answer because there's so much, like just to be straightforward. No, of course. I mean, I'm putting put in the spot. I'm getting back at you for what you did to me, man. Oh, yeah. Kidding. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. got great questions. Uh, and I, I want to, and I thought like, what's a good question to ask Andrew? And I thought that was the one, like what's something that he's heard the most? I mean, whatever. We don't have to say your podcast. I mean, let's just say in general, something yeah. you've heard the most that resonated with you specifically and, and that you took away that was powerful for you in terms of uh, attraction and dating and things like that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, their audience may not like it because they've heard this so so often. So. It, you know what? I'll tell you what. I, I've said that before and I'll tell you what. It's more important to hear the same advice five times in a row than hear like five different types of advice because when you hear something so many times just tattooed into your brain, that's when you really truly understand it. So you're doing us a favor even if it's something that we've heard before. So you can't you can't lose here. Okay, I'll... I'll Okay, here's a quote that I've kind of kept in the back of my head. It's, there is nothing more beautiful than seeing a person being themselves. Imagine going through your day being unapologetically you. And that's by Steve Marabelli. So what I'm concluding here is to know and be yourself. 
become a living billboard for who you are. Like, think about a freeway and then think about one of those big ass billboards. Okay, what's on that billboard? That's you. Like, what do you represent? Like, what is your tagline? Who are you? And you need to live that 110% and and not allow society, culture, your friends, family, kind of create and paint that billboard for you. Because then you're representing something that isn't you. And so let's say someone is driving and they see your billboard and they get off the freeway and they're like, oh, that looks great. And then they go into your store and it's not like you, it's not what was on the billboard. You were representing yourself in this way. And then when they got to the store, they're like, oh, what's, what's going on here? This isn't, the billboard said this, but when I actually got in the store or got to meet you and get to know you better, you were someone else. And therefore there's an inauthentic, there's, there's a confusion and then a lack of trust. And it's, it's when you're not being you, when you're not fully being you 110%, you're not, you're not standing up for what you, if you don't stand for something, you don't stand for anything. And to, and to really know your purpose, know who you are and what you want and be a living billboard for that, the right people are going to show up in your life. The right women are going to show up in your life. Of course, you still have to go out no matter what. You're still going out, guys. Right. But no matter what, they're still going to appear uh, when you're out and the right men will appear in your life. The right business opportunities will appear in your life because you're representing yourself in an authentic way. And... I, for me, that's been the key for my whole business, for the way that I date and the people that I do business with uh, is to really, really know who I am, what I stand for, what I value and be 100% authentic to that and really, really don't aim for 100%. Just aim for the top 1%. Aim for just 1% of the women that you talk to are really gonna are really gonna like your authentic self. And guess what? In life, you really just need one woman. So if you can really connect and find that 1% uh, who does connect to you, then that's an amazing relationship. The other 99%, forget them. They're just, they're just friends, whatever. It's, it's not, it's not the, you don't have to chase that 99%. Not every woman in the world not every guy in the world needs to like you. You just need a few people uh, that really, really, really understand you and connect with you and believe in you, and you'll go farther than you could have ever imagined. Boom! That was freaking amazing, dude. I mean, that's it right there. I, I'm I'm kind of speechless. I mean, that was I I just fully endorse and agree with every word that just came out of your mouth there. So, thank you, man. Thank you for sharing that. If you're still listening, which I hope you are, Knowledge for Men. It's in iTunes. Is it on Stitcher too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just knowledgeformen.com. That's going to be the best resource. Knowledgeformen.com. Go check that out and you'll find all stuff, Andrew, all stuff Knowledge for Men and be able to listen to more of, uh, of his stuff and check out what he has to offer. So, Andrew, thanks again, man. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time and it was just an honor to speak with you and I'm glad we got the time to connect. So thank you so much. And I really had a good time. Thank you, Trip. It's been my pleasure. Awesome, man. Hopefully we'll have you on again in the future and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast. Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.